Shavua Tov, everybody. Welcome to Parashat Noah. A curious reporter once asked the leader of a religious community, what do you and your congregants in the community say to God when you gather together for prayer? The leader replied, we say nothing. We just listen. Oh, the reporter sighed, what does God say to you then? And the leader, with a twinkle in his eyes, replied, nothing. God just listens. We live in an age of non-stop action. When we're not busy chatting away with others, we're usually either working, scrolling through our cell phones, or worrying about what we need to do next. The next business deal, the next bill to pay, the next family event. It's so rare nowadays for us to simply be able to appreciate simple peace and quiet. Today we read the epic story of a man who single-handedly saved humanity. Hashem was so utterly disappointed with the human experiment that he decided to literally uncreate the world. But Hashem took a chance on one man to carry the human race forward, a man who found favor in the eyes of God. And throughout the first half of our parasha, Hashem directly communicates with Noah whenever he needs guidance. But after Noah leaves the Teba, there's no longer a need for any direct communication from God. Hashem ends all direct communication with Noah after his mission is complete. Now, if you keep in mind the very first pasuk of our parasha, Noah ish sadik tamim Noah was a tremendously righteous man. You probably expect Noah to have a happy ending, even without direct divine guidance and communication. After all, the hardest part is over. All that's left is to enjoy some peace and quiet. To ride off into the sunset. But the Torah tells a very different story. Noah decides to plant a vineyard. He drinks from the wine and he gets drunk. He's exposed embarrassingly in the midst of his tent. What are we to make of this? What happened to this Ish Sadiq Tamim, this tremendously righteous man? I think the answer lies in an interesting and tragic statistic. Can you guess which age group has the highest suicide rate in the United States? It's actually men ages 85 and older that have the highest suicide rate of any group in the United States. What could be the reason for this? It seems that people are so busy throughout their lives that they tie their value and worth as a human being to their job to their line of work. And then when all is said and done, when, as Kohelet states, when the sun and light and moon and stars grow dark and the clouds come back again after the rain, when the guards of the house become shaky and the men of valor are bent, Yanni, when old age hits and the end becomes nearer and nearer, all we're left with is silence. And the question of old age becomes, who are you? in the smaller moments of life, when only the silence remains. Unfortunately for Noah, as great as he was, he succumbed to alcoholism. He was looking for another distraction to literally drown out the silence. If only Noah would have realized that radio silence from God isn't necessarily a bad thing. Silence doesn't have to mean rejection. The quiet of old age can be an invitation to an even deeper connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As it says in the Pasuk in Tehillim, 
They should continue to produce even in old age, like a tree that keeps on giving. There's a great quote from a famous explorer who you could imagine has a lot of time to spend on their own in silence. Without the tenderness that can follow peace and quiet, they say, it is difficult to sense the nuances in a loving relationship, to understand one another. Noah's world after the flood was a scary one. He was all that was left from the old order, and no longer was Hashem holding his hand through every step of life. And I think the Torah is showing us that in fact, Noah's world after the flood is exactly the world that we live in today. And so we're left with a choice. When life is quiet, when the guards of the house become shaky and the men of valor are bent, will we try to drown out the silence with unnecessary noise, distractions, and alcohol? Or will we see silence as sacrosanct? Will we see it as a golden opportunity, as we mentioned in the very beginning, for us to sit in silent meditation, to listen to God, and for God to listen to us? Thank you very much, and Shavuot Tov.